Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Cod Swallop. Good choice. Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Man. You might know me from the Tell Him Steve Day podcast and the I Sell Comics podcast. Listen, I love podcasting. I love talking, but what I really love doing is talking cod swallow. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the talking... Okay, I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Cod Swallop podcast. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster, and you're listening to a podcast, Talking Cod Swallop, right here, man. my pretties to this week's Talking Codswallop Halloween episode <laughs> I am the ghoulish Gemma yeah you're right guys I'm James <laughs> <laughs> James is being a boring fart yeah <laughs> Come on, you can be you can you can be a vampire. Come on, James. I don't know what a vampire sounds like. <laughs> a vampire, <laughs> Welcome, gentlemen, to the strangest, deepest, weirdest talking codswallop ever. Exactly, James. See, I knew you had it in you. That's amazing. That was amazing work. Is that why you're called James the Voice Stafford? Indeed, yes. And occasionally, I will throw in a. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try some voices throughout the episode. I just thought I'd okay. try to mute people by going completely flat and <laughs> normal. Oh, I know, I know, and it amused me as well. But I had to, uh, I had to pull it out of you. <laughs> but uh, sorry to break. We broke the illusion. Sorry, this is the Halloween episode. <laughs> And James and I are sat currently around a campfire, um, obviously social distancing away from one another. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff has a problem being sat near a campfire. Because she's ginger and soulless, she's afraid they're going to burn her like a witch. So it's called (gasps) getting to sit near a campfire. (laughs) 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 Boo! Here's boo. <laughs> well, the, our episode that we've got planned for you today is we have found, well, I found, but no, I'll say we found, we found 10 stories that are going to terrify you that are real life, real life, 
real life. You're oh. scary. I'm really scared. Gemma's laughing at you right now because she found them, not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I did. I wanted us both to have credit, but, you know, I, I did do all the work for this episode. <laughs> There's a surprise, guys. <laughs> I, I just turn up off a lot, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, James just turns up and rocks up with a mic. Yeah, too much. Yeah, yeah. Something like yeah. conventions. I'm just this bloke wandering around the microphone asking people questions. <laughs> well, James, you're not being very spooky at the moment. I'm doing all the spooky, and you're not doing. Yeah, we're not even. We've broken the illusion that we're sat around a campfire now. For God's sake, James. I thought just me alone is terrifying enough for people, but you know. <laughs> Well, for some it is. <laughs> <laughs> In the cold place. Uh, yes, we, uh, yeah, let's see. Let's keep going. So we'll see where things go. Uh, I can keep doing a weird quasi-Transylvania accent. The, the scary aspect for that is that it will, in fact, decrease our listener numbers. <laughs> Well, if it does, then it's your fault. <laughs> the change there is what? <laughs> well, that's a very good point, actually. Yeah, so do whatever you want. <laughs> do you know the scariest thing as well to me is that my creepy laugh is not much different to my real laugh. Uh, not much different to my real laugh. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, right. Okay, so if you children are sick Sitting comfortably, shall we go break into one of our stories, James? We shall begin. Or should we do some cods well at first if you have any? But I um, don't really have any, so. Uh, my only cods well, please. It's cold, it's dark, it's miserable, it's. Yeah, it's October, basically. It's scary and horrible. Yeah, I've made you sit in front of a fire with a torch. Yeah. Shining on your face. And, True. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, yeah. and you know it just brings back the the Salem witch trials, but again, that's more for Gemma than it is for me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cast some spells on you. <laughs> it's a good job that we actually have this social distancing place because I'm going to be honest, salty tadpoles, with all the soulless ginger jokes I make. Gemma would have beaten the living crap out of me if I was around her in person. <laughs> well, James, have you not seen this giant stick by the left of me that I was hiding from you? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and again. <laughs> I can't do that noise. But <laughs> it's, more, it's more scary than of a door going. Yeah. To be honest, James, I don't think I really need to put the sound effects in to this. Because you're doing quite a good job at doing the sound effects. So, yeah, if you could just, you know, the whole episode just do a crackling fire sound, then it's perfect. It's <laughs> more like a duck in pain. That's less of a crackling fire. But uh, if you want yeah. to some weird random noises, I'll do my best. Okay. Well, I was going to say, you did kind of let us down with that fire crackling, to be honest. So, you know, give yourself a break for a minute or two. <laughs> Yes, mistress. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Right, so James, did you want to do the spooky story first? I think so. I will just find my allotted spooky story. But now you have to put on a fun voice. A ghost hunter warns Poundland's one-pound Ouija boards could unleash deadly demons. So, 
Paul Masters has warned deadly demons could be released by the one-pound boards if they are in the hands of anyone but mediums. So untrained adults should not be allowed to use them. A paranormal investigator has slammed Poundland for selling Ouija boards as part of its Halloween products. Paul Masters has warned that deadly demons could be released by the boards if they are in the hands of anyone but mediums. Paul, who is a member of True Paranormal Events UK, said he was gobsmacked when he saw the spirit board on sale for £1 in his local budget store, Whole Life Reports. He said, Ouija boards are most certainly not a toy and should not be available for kids to buy in pound shops for Halloween, never mind adults that are not trained in how to use them. It does not matter if they are plastic or wood. If a planchette spells the word Zeus, it is a demon trying to come through, and you should not even say the name, never mind continuing to communicate with it. What was the name again then, James? Zeus. 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 <laughs> well, we said it enough times now, but he hasn't appeared, so... It's like Candyman. <laughs> All hell could break loose if the demon attaches itself to anyone and follows them around. Nasty spirits can scratch and attack people and should not be messed with as people could get seriously hurt. I was gobsmacked when I saw that Poundland was selling these Ouija boards. I was profoundly shocked and just fuming, really. Mr. Masters said other paranormal investigators have spoken of their anger that spirit boards are being sold for all. He said the paranormal community said that devices can destroy people's lives and spirits can cause suicides as some are more sinister than others. We won't even touch Ouija boards. We only have mediums to do that who are trained as they're just too dangerous and you don't know what it will entail using them. He continued. We only use glass to communicate with the spirits in that way. Everyone in the paranormal spirit field is angered. Wow, everybody. Wow, Jim, did he get that? Everybody. Not just everybody. All, they all are. The risk yeah. of untrained people using Ouija boards is unimaginable. So it is ludicrous that Poundland is selling them off. On Halloween night, the veil into the spirit world is very thin, and people are buying these Ouija boards just for Halloween. So I dread to think what will happen when these boards are in the wrong hands. Oh. A paranormal investigator for seven years said he could not see an age limit on the products, but Poundland, it is restricted for over 18s. Yeah, nice writing, whoever wrote this article. Oh, that was the scariest part of that article then, wasn't it? <laughs> a spokesman told Whole Live they're marketed for adults, and due to their popularity, they are now sold out. He added... While the spirit boards were marked for adults and were blocked from being only sold to children tills, they are part for extensive Halloween decor range. This year, in only around 90 or 800 stores, in any event, they now just about vanished. Ooh. Well, James, I mean, what do we think about that? I kind of want to go to Poundland now and go and get one. <laughs> <laughs> to buy one, you have to be very bored. Yeah, to see if it spells out Zeus. Yeah, all I can say is, yeah, whatever, get a life, it's a toy. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there are some beliefs behind it, so I suppose you can't be disrespectful of, you know, what people's beliefs are, but it is true, it is a toy. Yeah. But then it is just, I think it's pop culture, isn't it, that's kind of made it into 
something as sinister as it is really i do agree that you can create problems i know people have like messed around with ouija boards and stuff but yeah yeah i mean uh, god knows i think if i was going to be very cynical i suspect mr masters is just trying to sell his own product if you get my drift so yeah he might be yeah yes he's the paranormal expert so who are you going to call james uh, well, it ain't going to be Paul Masters, I suspect. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was hoping you were going to say. <laughs> yeah, and also, you know, if I'm to believe it from watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, that Halloween is actually not a night that the evil people come out, well, not evil, well, yeah, I suppose evil ghosties come out to play. Because uh, she always managed to have the night off on Halloween evening, so I think uh, I think that's a little bit of a fib as well. I think the ghosties have a break that night, so not much paranormal activity will be happening. But Nathan, you're probably a good one to ask. Actually, this uh, I know you'd never touch an Ouija, uh, Ouija board, so um, I hope you'd be in the agreement with what we said. What is your opinion on this? We'd like to hear your opinion. Yes. You know, like whether Ouija boards are real or if it's like fake news, as the Prime Minister, not Prime Minister, the President of yeah. the US would say. <laughs> yeah, they do strike me as being more of a toy than anything else but yeah you still gotta be a bit careful of them but i think so yeah yeah and also yeah if i'm right about buffy the vampire slayer as well nathan can you tell me that whether you know halloween is actually a spooky night or not hell stuff yeah hell (laughs) yeah hell (laughs) wow that was a good story to start the episode it was also evil mistress also evil it was so evil and as we move on to the evil stories mine this week so far is a mutant two-headed snake slithers into grandmother's home through an open door before we get into this i don't like snakes at the best time so i find snakes rather rather scary to be honest but having a mutant two-headed snake really does not make me feel happy because it's the head that you worry about isn't it that's the one that can bite you so that's not what you want to play with no not that kind of snake anyway <laughs> Let less filth anyway <laughs> <laughs> nah <laughs> janine wilson was at home with her family when a two-headed rat snake slithered into her home after the door was left open a rare discovery that affects just one in 100,000 a family card game was dealt a hand nobody expected when a two-headed snake slithered in and surprised the players Janine Wilson was at home with her family in Alexander County North Carolina when she realized the joker wasn't the wild card in the room Okay, so she's from North Carolina. I have to do a North Carolina accent. Let's go with it. What What is it, James, do you reckon? I don't really know. Uh, North Carolina. Y'all, maybe? Those sort of accents? Yeah. I found... Like that? <laughs> That'll do, wouldn't it? <laughs> okay, so back to the spookiness. I found this rat snake in my sunroom after we had a card game with friends and family said the retiree. 
my son had opened the door to let some air in and i guess he came in then well i've never been a snake person but when i saw him my heart broke oh my heart wouldn't break <laughs> the shovel would probably break its head but <laughs> how damn <laughs> oh my god holy jesus christ and superstar <laughs> <laughs> What she'd found was a rat snake with two heads, a mutation that affects just 0.001% of those born into the species, according to experts. Janine, 63, instantly felt sorry for it. Two-headed snakes face an uphill battle for survival, sometimes even struggling to move properly due to having two independent brains i know nothing about snakes but i knew it was not poisonous said janine so she knows nothing about snakes but she knows it wasn't poisonous yes (laughs) (laughs) just picking a hole in the argument there although i have just seen it against her hand and it is tiny it's like quite a tiny little snake so actually it looks quite cute in a way i said there's nobody gonna hurt you I wanted him to be somewhere safe and taken care of. (laughs) Naming the creature Double Trouble, Janine took the creature to Katawaba Science uh, Center. I struggled on the word center in Hickory. (laughs) (laughs) Not a problem. Center? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The tough one. Exactly. In Hickory, North Carolina, hold on, in Hickory, North Carolina. There she learned just how rare her discovery was. One in a hundred thousand. They said it's around four months old and in good health, she recalled. I think I've lost her accent a little bit. It's all right. Have I? I, I it's still going. I wouldn't even know what I, North Carolina accent was. <laughs> I have no idea either. This is just my generic American accent. <laughs> they put him in his own vivarium. Vi- vivarium. Viv- vivarium? You had it. You had it again. You, you get oh. a big word. It's a vivarium. Okay. <laughs> Yay, words. <laughs> <laughs> For American listeners, the more you know. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) It crawled inside a rock and stuck its head out of the hole like it was home. Ah! Now the creature is being looked after by the snake handler in. Oh God! In North Carolina, <laughs> two-headed creatures can occur when an embryo splits, as if it forms two twins. But it does not split. Uh, it does not split completely. <laughs> it does not split completely, is what I nearly said. <laughs> probably doesn't as well. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. It can also occur the other way around, with two separate embryos incompletely fusing to form a two-headed creature few survive long enough to be born and fewer still lived beyond that rat snakes take their name from their prey no shit says the article (laughs) 
which they usually kill by biting and constricting. They are not feminists. And that is the conclusion of that story. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was thinking initially with the snake, I was thinking, hey, could it be big? Could it be kind of useful? Could it be a good pair of boots? But by the sound of it, nope, it's just some weird, some poor little two-headed snake. Oh. Yeah. It is It is super tiny, going by the picture on this uh, woman's hand. Yeah, bless it. It's probably only about maybe five or six centimetres long. It's not really that long, so... It's a wee snake, yeah. Yeah. So, it's in reflection, it's quite cute, but it still has two heads, and I don't think I would like it with two heads. No. So... No. But then, no. I'm not a fan of snakes, so... That's also probably why. Be afraid. Very, very afraid. Yes, exactly. So I hope, listeners, you're feeling rather spooky right now. Mm. But the episode's not over yet. James, what's next? You've got to listen to more weird, scary stories. So here we go. Now, this is one I particularly thought was interesting. A ghostly face in an abandoned castle ruins leaves internet spooked and stumped the eerie photo stumped who writes this crap (laughs) (laughs) well normally the metro james actually (laughs) i think the scariest thing so far has been the awful writing but the eerie photo stumped taken by right i'm going to read this i'm going to ignore this this is so badly written i don't know why this has annoyed me so much (laughs) so this eerie photo where he stumped people so it's taken by a photographer at douglas park in north ayrshire scotland and he's basically stumped and confused people because they struggled to come up with an explanation for it a bone-chilling image of a ghostly face staring out from historic ruins in scotland have stunned the internet the photos were taken at Douglas Park in Largs, North Ayrshire, and have attracted a recent surge of interest after being shared online. The remarkable clarity of the face left some viewers in disbelief, with many suspecting that a double exposure could account for the spooky image. But the photographer pointed out that the leaves would likely have moved between exposures and blurred, and he even provided the negative of the photograph, which also showed the face. Oh. One viewer said, I'll give credit, my photographer friend, I'm having trouble debunking this one. <laughs> Is that a Scottish accent? <laughs> I'm doing part Scottish. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, it's very good. I'm sorry. I apologise. <laughs> Another added, most compelling evidence I've seen in a while. Great catch. Don't give up on the Scottish accent, James. We've got a wee bit more, don't worry. So, Okay. <laughs> photographer who asked to remain anonymous took the photo in 2016 but waited a few years to share the images. He said, At the time of taking the picture, I didn't feel anything out of the ordinary. Nothing weird. That was much better, James, I have to say. That was much, much better. Bravo. Yeah, when I developed the film, I always scan it. It makes it easier to determine the quality of the photo and which is worth worthy of being made into a print using the enlarger. The face was pretty obvious on the scan. I felt that I captured something that looks like this, something I find interesting to look at, and later a bit proud to have something to show people who like mysteries. However, despite the excitement surrounding the images, 
The photographer, who has since moved back to his native Czech Republic from Scotland, remained sceptical. The snapper added, I honestly don't think, even after looking at it through a microscope, that there is enough detail to make up a specific facial feature. Of course, it is possible to speculate, but the human brain makes us see familiar features everywhere, especially when we look at it long enough. Some people even say that they see other faces there, not just the one. I don't see other ones, but some say they do. As a general rule, I don't like the term paranormal. If it exists, it is normal. In the case of ghosts, I don't know if they exist. I would like to encourage people to come up with their own theories. And that, they say, is that. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, there is an... James, that was, uh, sorry, just bravo with that Scottish accent. That was really, really good then. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> I didn't want to say it while you were doing it, though. <laughs> it was a bit, bit shaky at the start, but I'm not saying... It was a bit shaky at the start. I wasn't 100% sure if you were doing a Scottish accent at the start, but, yeah, no, you pulled it off in the end, so that's good. <laughs> I started off Scottish Indian and then went Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he didn't is all I can say. <laughs> so, what is the ghostly image then? I'm not sure. It just looks like a slightly weird. I mean, it doesn't look particularly scary. It could be anything. It could be like something like glass. It could be. It's a hard one to argue uh, of what it could be. Yeah, because sometimes it can be when you're taking a photograph and um, say it's a dark place. <laughs> If they take a photograph, it can be like the the flash coming off of glass or whatever. So it might just be that, but I don't know. Yeah, we'd we'd, we'd just be very harsh debunky everything. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> apparently we are. <laughs> um, well, no, I I like to hope you know, but I hope that it's if it is a ghost. I hope they're there by choice, not by, you know, that they're being punished for anything and they're stuck there. That's actually, we're not supposed to debunk things on the Halloween episode, are we? It is a ghost. Hello? Okay. Hello? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah, spooky. Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, sorry. I thought you said hello, as in like, um, uh, like you I didn't say hello. You couldn't hear I me. Lost you for a second. You went a bit, <laughs> sort of got there in, in and out, in and out sort of thing. So. Oh, did I? Oh, okay, sorry. Oh, yeah. You find out that it's the spirits. You see, the spirits are moving us. <laughs> yes, exactly. They're disagreeing with the fact that we're debunking the fact that they aren't real and they are coming to get us in the outside um, around this fire pit because we have to keep remembering that we're not sat in our luxurious warm rooms right now. No. <laughs> definitely not. Def def definitely not. Definitely no. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, fire. Definitely fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure who who that was, to be honest. It's Dustin. Uh, but the rain man. <laughs> yeah. It's what? Sorry. Yeah. Say, Dustin Hoffman. Say again. Man. Yeah, cards. Yeah, definitely, definitely counted cards. Numbers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I could work. I could hear that it was someone that I recognised, but I couldn't pinpoint exactly who it was, but that's on you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, wait. That's on me, not on you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant to say. Sorry. <laughs> it's on me, not you, but it came out really wrong. <laughs> did it, sis, or did she just mean it? Burn. <laughs> 
<laughs> so moving on to my next story. Son's horror after mum buries wrong pet in garden, <laughs> thinking it was their cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I must, I've got a really dark sense of humor. So have I, because I picked the story. <laughs> Eric Schmidt's mum buried what she mistakenly thought was their beloved cat called Kitty in the back garden after spotting a dead animal near their home. The man has shared his shock after his mum accidentally buried the wrong animal in the back garden. Voiceover artist Eric Schmidt shared the hilarious tale which took place over text messages on Twitter. So it's not text messages, the mirror, it's tweets. So get it right. right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So they refer to text messages again, but we all know it's tweets. Mm -hmm. He captioned the set of text messages, she said in adverted commas. (sighs) You guys... (laughs) It's not as she said where he's from, so I'm not going to be able to do an accent for this one, unfortunately. I'll try and do a man's voice. Does that sound like a man's voice? Kind of. <laughs> that, old, that woman had a lot of, uh, you know, um, who's been doing a lot of steroids. Yeah. All right. Well, what about this? Is that better? <laughs> <laughs> Something. <laughs> All right. We'll go with this voice. You guys would not believe the roller coaster of emotions I've had, I've been through. The stressed saga went viral with nearly 40,000 retweets and 330 uh, sorry 313,000 likes it began with a text message from his dad breaking the sad news he wrote i've got some bad news kitty has been missing since last night when your mum drove the neighbours ju- uh, when the mum oh, sorry I'm just going to read my, my normal voice because I think that's easier has <laughs> dad has this guy had some sort of head injury <laughs> I don't know I didn't mean it to sound like that but <laughs> it's hard when you're a female to try and sound like a man alright <laughs> okay. right, so Gemma's normal voice now Excellent. when your mum drove the neighbourhood just now she found her in the street near the house your mum is pretty emotional so please reach out when you can and offer your support eric responded with his condolences while his sister urged their father to look after her while she was upset but the incident took an unexpected turn after the pet was buried (sighs) what is that unexpected turn It's ruined it by giving it the article name. (laughs) (laughs) Just two hours later, Eric's dad messaged, Well, you are not going to believe this. (laughs) After a beautiful burial service and words of remembrance from yours truly, we walked back in the house and began our post-Kitty life. Out of habit, I looked out of the back window... And guess who was staring back at me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) You you guessed it. 
we buried someone else's cat. <laughs> I mean, you hear the people feeding other people's cats, but burying it. I mean, come on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I guess it's true. Cats do have nine lives. <laughs> Clearly not the one they buried, obviously. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thanks for your kind words. All is better now. <laughs> yeah, how kind were you? Just laughing at them. <laughs> yeah. After Eric's sister asked for proof, their dad sent a photo showing that it was uh, that the kitty was very much alive. <laughs> what a wuss! He should have dug up the other one, and shown that to her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the story took another unexpected twist when Eric shared another text from his mum, revealing that she'd actually. Buried a rabbit. <laughs> what, mistaking it for the cat? Yeah. Oh, it's family. I don't think she'd be allowed out. <laughs> How can you not tell the difference between a cat and a rabbit? <laughs> yeah, definitely. These people should not be allowed out unsupervised. Good God. <laughs> she wrote, Oh, and by the way, I dug up the carcass and took it to our vet, and it didn't have a chip in it. It's dead! <laughs> it's <just a> <laughs> old! <laughs> Well, no, the chip, they meant like a chip, as in like you, that, you chip. Just leave the poor thing alone. <laughs> yeah, well, I was supposed to say we're trying to give it back to the um, original owners at that point with dirt on it. <laughs> How are you going to explain it to the owners? Can you imagine that? Explain to the originals. Yeah, we, we actually buried it. Uh, please, you've got a <laughs> shovel thing that's decapitated it the other way we're digging it up. But, uh, you know, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> So she continued, or oh, I think it was her anyway, because it is a rabbit. Do not tell the world about it. The internet de uh, detectives pointed out the text messages were originally from 2015, leading to Eric, confer Eric confirming that he accidentally lost his original tweet and wanted to share it. He tweeted, my account got hacked and the tweet was lost. And I just wanted to make it my pin tweet because I feel it's a good intro. I had no idea it would take off again. Peep, sorry, you going to say something? No, no, I'm, I'm trying to take all this horrifying stuff in. <laughs> I love this story. I think this is amazing. I didn't actually proofread this story beforehand. This is why it's like genuine reaction coming from me as well. <laughs> People were left in hysterics by the incident. <laughs> it's not just us, thank God. It's not just us, no. <laughs> With one fellow cat owner replying, this 100% happened to my in-laws. Poor Kitty out on the road, went to the vet, didn't make it. Had her cremated. A few days later, I hear my mum-in-law, my mum, my mother-in-law screaming, you little bastard, <laughs> in the garden at the cat who just walked up the path like nothing had happened. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and this is why I love cats. <laughs> Another added, this exact thing happened to my fam when I was younger. So fam as in family, but mm-hmm. we're too cool to say family. I woke to mum bawling and she sat me down and she said our cat was no longer with us because they'd found her body in the road. 45 minutes with us sobbing, my sister walks in the room with our cat curled up in her arms, asking for McDonald's pancakes. <laughs> Another praised his mum, tweeting, props to your mum for taking the mystery carcass to the vet in case another family was looking for their pet. So that's, yeah, so that's the yeah. reason why she uh, she sent it there. Um, she went there, sorry. Right, okay, so that that was the end. Oh. Yeah, all, all I can say is if that ever happens again, the family's going to have to hop to it. <laughs> that was all right, that was all right. It wasn't great, but it was all no. right. <laughs> could have been a lot worse. <laughs> it could have been. <laughs> yeah, they need to get to the claws of things, really, don't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that was really bad as well. I think we shouldn't pun right now, Probably because it not. takes away from how amazing that story was. <laughs> so, James, have you ever mistaken your pet for anything? Not that you have a pet right now, but in early years? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh and I, I, I think, as I said, if I was making those sort of mistakes or I couldn't even tell what it was, mistaking it for another animal, I may have to seek medical assistance for myself. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's great jacket time. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, although I have, when I was a lot younger, so I was probably about five or six, so that's what I mean by a lot, lot younger, I actually lost my cat I mean, I lost my cat because I got run over in a later story, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But um, this one time we'd lost it and it was, uh, we were literally hunting high and low. It was only a kitten, so it was only a couple of months old. And we were going besides ourselves and we were just frantically looking. We were going to the neighbours' houses, we are going up in the roof, you know, all over the place. We spent probably a good half a day looking for this kitten. And my mum then decided that she was changing the bed she pulled back the covers i need to find the cat flat out on the bed so we couldn't actually see the cat <laughs> so it was it was fast asleep but it was oh. um, it was on yeah it was in a like um a y shape yeah, yeah. if you know what i mean so its arms were flat against the bed <laughs> yeah it was on its back way to sleep oh no well it sounds quite comfy to be honest but yeah it was uh it was why it was fast asleep and it was just um had the whale of a day and it was just such a relief to find it but at the same time it was such a like oh you little bastard (laughs) 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 so i do i can relate to people losing pets but yeah we've never buried uh, a pet that wasn't ours <laughs> yeah, and was it even one. the right species? No, it wasn't even the right species. No, definitely not. <laughs> we could tell the difference between a rabbit and a cat. So even at that young age, <laughs> even at five or six, I could. Yeah, <laughs> but there you go. We can't all be intelligent like me. Correct. <laughs> Very true. So, have you got us another story, James? That I have. 
that I have. So, gather round, because this will tell you a very scary life lesson. So, extreme body modification fanatic is prevented from teaching frightened young children or young kids. So, the mother of one three-year-old complained to the head at the preschool where Sylvain Helene was teaching because her son was scared of his multiple tattoos and black eyeballs. Ooh. Ooh, yes. A tattoo fanatic who says that cumulatively he spent over 20 days in the tattooist chair and even has his eyeballs inked has been prevented from teaching young children. Sylvain Helene... Uh, taught kindergartners. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, just quickly. Yeah, what name is that? <laughs> as far as I'm, if I'm reading it right, it's either it's Sylvain Helene or Sylvain Helene. Taught kindergartners <laughs> at Dr. Moreau. Moreau. Oh, blooming it. This is a good one. Dr. Moreau Elementary School in the Palace, a suburb of France, or Palaisou, uh, a suburb of Paris, sorry, until the mum of one. Uh, the mother of one pupil complained to his boss that Sylvain's tattoos were scaring her three-year-old. Sylvain, who even has tattoos on his tongue, says that while they might be shot by his extreme body modification at first, most kids learn to see past his appearance. Or uh, he says that all of my students and their parents were always cool with me because basically they knew me, he said. <laughs> um, he added, it's only when people see me from far away that they can assume the worst. Uh, Sylvain told Reuters that after the parent of one very small child complained about his unusual appearance, he was told he could no longer teach the youngest age groups because his extensive tattooing and surgically blackened eyeballs could frighten them. However, he still teaches kids from the age of six up. He said, I think the decision they took was quite sad. <laughs> Nevertheless, Sylvain says he intends to continue his vocation. He says, I'm a primary school teacher. I love my job. Uh, Sylvain, now 35, said he got his first tattoo when he was 27. He was teaching at a private school in London and had what he described as an existential crisis. Yeah, no shit. Uh, that set yeah. him off on the road to his current highly modified state. He estimates he spent around 460 hours under the tattooist needle. And I dread to think how much that must have cost him in money. Yeah, Getting tattoos is my passion, uh, he said. Uh, he believes that his unconventional appearance is a positive asset when it comes to working with young people. Because it will teach them to be less judgmental about others' appearances. Maybe when they see adults, they will be less racist and less homophobic and more open-minded, uh, he said. Okay, fair enough. I mean, he looks completely batshit to me, but if it works for him, yeah. I'm going to be honest, even now I find him slightly unnerving. I'm an adult. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I can kind of understand why he shouldn't be a primary, or why parents wouldn't feel comfortable mm. him being a primary school teacher. Yeah, I know you shouldn't think that way, but I've got to watch I'm looking at him, and yeah. it's just, I know they will have done lighting or doing photographs, but the fact that he's got completely black eyes, it's just yeah. unnerving. It is it is quite unnerving because it's just I don't know. I think, you know, not not having children, I you know, I don't know from a parent point of view, but you know, it's kind of like and I mean I've got tattoos, so mm. but not extreme tattoos, not like no. not like this guy. But at the same time, when he made the choice to do what he wanted to do, which 
it's his own choice to do it so he's he's got every right to do it he needed to realize that there would be a backlash to what he'd done yeah if that makes sense so like i said i've got tattoos but you know at the same time yeah but you know it's the eyes i think more than anything i mean the tattoos are not they're not great because he's gone way way over but they're you know you probably won't scare people too much then but it's the eyes yeah you know entirely black eyes is just you know i know we're doing like a spook halloween episode but it's like it's like a horror thing isn't it it's not nice no it isn't no and well i was brought up to hear that you know the eyes are the window to the soul sort of thing so if you're blacking out your eyes then what's going on there you know but also god can you even imagine having your eye tattooed well interesting i was talking to the guy who does my massages and he was telling me about some dude he, I don't know if he knows them or he knew of somebody who'd had it done and they said the pain is just beyond, uh, you know, it's extremely painful. I mean, the other concern I'd have is that you could make yourself blind. <laughs> yeah, you could. And sorry, the, um, I was going to say tattooist, but um, the, the guy who was giving you your massage, yeah. sorry, did he say that he knew someone who'd had his eyes tattooed. I'm trying to remember if he said he knew, you know, it's like you know somebody of some, you know, you know somebody knows someone who's someone sort of thing. I don't think yeah. somebody who's had it done, but he knows someone who's like a family member of someone who's had it done. But, yeah, why you would... Yeah, God. No. Ah. I mean, I mean, you know, like I'm, I'm having... Well, tomorrow, in fact, because I talked about it on last week's episode, which... Ha- between you and me, James hasn't come out yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell you, Gemma, last week's episode, corker. It was a corker, wasn't it? <laughs> okay. Well, we've just pulled back the curtain because we're recording a week ahead. So, uh, sorry. <laughs> but, Bob, you did an amazing job. Anyway, I talked about the fact that I'm getting a tattoo on my arm. And um, it's Deadpool riding your unicorn, of course. <laughs> and it's nothing um, less. Yes, exactly, and that's happening tomorrow more uh, tomorrow afternoon. Oh no, actually, it happened yesterday. Sorry, I apologise. So when this episode comes out, I've had it done already. So you might see a picture of it. <laughs> yes, I do apologise. I got my days all middled up there, <laughs> muddled as well. Not middled. Middled and when you've had your tattoo done during i don't find it an issue but afterwards it's like really really painful because it's like a massive scar Mm -hmm. it's like you know like a graze on you if you've fallen off a bike or whatever and uh yes i can't imagine having that feeling with your eyes it'll be i think it'd be horrendous but the other thing is so say when you have a tattoo on your skin Mm -hmm. if you change your mind as painful as it'll be as long as it'll take you can have some sort of removal done but yeah. What have you changed your mind on your eyes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unless you can do a cover up and you can actually, you know, tattoo the whites back into your eyes. <laughs> Oof, I don't think that's how it works. Well, they do do cover up tattoos, but not on your eyeballs. <laughs> so. Listen, kids, you know, whatever makes you happy. But personally, I wouldn't recommend getting your eyes tattooed. God. Eesh. Or your ass while you're at it as well, because then you won't be able to sit down for days. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> or your back because you can't lie down properly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, you do you, baby. <laughs> yeah. Don't listen to us. You do whatever you yeah. want. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we're sure as hell going to do what we want. Yeah. <laughs> 
right security worker terrified after hearing strange grunts at haunted car auction (laughs) (laughs) the worker said he had waves of goosebumps while recording the spooky sound from inside the bathroom (laughs) his bathroom (laughs) he'd also witnessed car lights turning on (laughs) turning on on it's (laughs) so that's actually written turning on on on. (laughs) what are you laughing at (laughs) i don't know just there's something about this one that's got me laughing already (laughs) it's all right (laughs) he had also witnessed car uh, lights turning on and off (laughs) on on on, its own in the middle of the night (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. Right, come on, let's control ourselves now. This is a serious episode, James. <laughs> serious and terrifying at the same time. Oh, yes. A security guard has filmed a spooky video of what he believed was a spirit making an eerie grunting noise from the bathroom. The spirit was taking a shit. (laughs) It's not written in the article. The ghost of a pig somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Or a constipated man. (laughs) A constipated pig. (laughs) Oh, yeah, even better. Reddit user Asos94, so I'm not sure if I've uh, said that right or not, who works in New York Metro Skyline, car auction in new jersey u.s said he was heading to the toilet when he suddenly heard a ghost whispering i want to be said to them hey how you doing yeah <laughs> get your ass out of my john oh it's a shame you're not reading this because i'm gonna do an appalling accent now so he wrote I was on. <laughs> I was the only one in the building at the time. <laughs> That's not good. That's my generic <laughs> accent again. <laughs> Hold on. Coffee. 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 I was the only one in the building. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't. If there was a guy with the accent after the guy with the accent you're doing, he's definitely not alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I think we need to scrap that accent, sadly. Yeah, no problem. But, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I was the only one in the building at the time. As I went to use the bathroom, this spirit was talking or making grunts. Okay. To me, it sounds like it's saying, Help me! <laughs> Help me! In a New Jersey accent. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh! <laughs> the footage, which has been upvoted 97% within a day, shows Ooh. the bathroom where he believes the noise is coming from. I don't know, uh, 95, uh, 97% is obviously amazing, but I don't really know what goes on with Reddit. So, yeah, I don't know if you know Reddit at all, but James? Not a clue. I just hear them talk about it and tell them Steve, Dave. Yeah, exactly. And that's the only acknowledgement I've got to it as well. So, 
a faint grunt sound can be heard as he remains motionless at the corridor. The terrified worker said he was told by colleagues that the building was haunted. He commented under the video, This car auction has been running for quite some time. They have pictures from 1920s framed all around the building. Not sure about that murder incident, but they do store totaled cars of people that have died in them. That can be the reason why the place is haunted. Viewers also claimed to have heard a sound whispering, help me, help me, in the video. One wrote, I can hear the help me, actually, like a person is being strangled. Be interesting to find out the history of that place. There is something in that audio. Some may say an animal, but it is not so clear cut. Another agreed and added, sounds like someone's getting strangled and trying to say, help me. That shit's scary. <laughs> I would have soiled myself and laughed. <laughs> oh dear. The worker said he had waves of goosebumps while recording the paranormal activity. I actually ran out of the building, but came back. I had to record it or no one would have believed me, he added. To make things even spookier, the worker commented, I've seen car engines and mostly headlights or interior lights turn on randomly on my patrols, especially the section where people died in the car accidents. I don't understand why that's the end of the story. There should be more to that story, shouldn't there? You would think so. I mean, it's yeah. more... I'm more concerned they got these people going. It's A, that they're, they're suggesting they know this sound, but going, it sounded like somebody was being strangled. <laughs> yes, I know. It was a little bit of a um, horrific thing that people were doing. <laughs> I don't think I would know the sound of somebody strang being strangled, but I suppose you hear it in movies and stuff, don't you? So. I mean, we all talk about New York here. Hey! Good point. <laughs> I was wondering, you know, I, I had a, a theory initially that it couldn't be ghosts, so this moaning in sort of casual that it could be dogging, but... <laughs> <laughs> that could be the case. Yeah, it could have actually been someone in the bathroom <laughs> just jerking off or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Like I had to, I had to record it. <laughs> you pervert! <laughs> and yeah, the voice is actually saying, "Help me," because yeah. he's like trying to encourage him to come over to help him. <laughs> hey, what's that one noise I can hear in there? Hey, hey, hey! Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, hey! Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it would be quite interesting to actually go to that that place, you know, like to actually find out whether it is really haunted yeah. or not. Yeah. yeah. Or it could just be a very boring junkyard, but either way. Well, yeah, it could be. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you know, somebody's going to pay for our ticket to go over to America, though. That's the only thing. I also love that you have this American guy going, you know, we've been here for ages. It's really historic. Yes, the stuff from the 1920s here. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Well, have you got another story, James? Ooh, this one sounds good. So, a creepy doll possessed by demons cries real tears during bar ghost hunt. It sounds like a really good one. So, a paranormal investigator called Matt Tillett often takes his possessed... Oh, for God's sake. Often takes his possessed all along with him when he explores haunted locations. But after visiting Hideout Bar in Wales, her face has been left stained by tears. Mm-hmm. A creepy doll, some claim is haunted by demons, started crying during a ghost hunt in unexplainable development. Paranormal investigator Matt Tillard was carrying out an investigation at Hideout Bar in Wrexham, Wales, when Annie, a doll he brings along with him, started crying for no reason. According to the Daily Post, Annie is believed to have been possessed by a malevolent being, which Matt says helps bring forward spirits and activity on his investigations. At his most recent investigation at Hideout, he claims to have heard a ghost screaming the sound of children running around and made communication with a 170-year-old cobbler. Ooh. Well, if you need your shoes sorted out, you know to go to. Exactly. Maybe maybe that was what freaked out the doll. Mm. But he yeah. doesn't understand what could have caused Annie to be so upset during the hunt. The doll that lives in a box and is fitted with paranormal equipment in the hope of proving there is life after death is now left with stains down the paintwork on her face as a result of her regular tears. Okay. Recently, Annie has started crying for no reason. She has real tears, Matt said. I would have done a Welsh accent, but I don't know where he's from. So I've had her for over a year now, and it's the first time she's had real tears. I can't explain it. It's been happening since I put her in a a new enclosure. Mm. I've sent it to demonologists. And they suggest it could be one of the demons crying because they're trapped in the box and they can't get out. <gasps> what in the box? What in the box? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. When we were at the hideout, she, she had fresh water ring down her right eye, he added. Oh, look, there's a picture of the doll. That isn't going to haunt me at night, is it? (laughs) (laughs) I love the fact that you just said on a podcast, oh, look, there's a picture of the doll. (laughs) It's just a search for the mind for the salty tadpoles. It's unexplainable. It can't be condensation because there's a big hole in the top. Okay, I'm scared of the fact that this man has a doll with a hole in it. I don't want to think what he's doing with it in his spare time. But anyway. (laughs) Where is the hole, James? (laughs) Nobody can come up with an answer. It's a one of a kind thing. It's a never. Seriously, it's the mirror, right? I'm just going to go to one side for a minute. Whoever writes this stuff for the mirror, fucking fire them. They can't even write this correctly. It's a one-of-a-kind thing that's ever happened. Never, you morons. Never. <laughs> Shall for Christmas, should we send a dictionary to the mirror and the yes. metro? <laughs> yes. Nobody has ever seen anything like it before. The 32-year-old who's been a paranormal investigator for the last eight years said he has owned Annie for the last 12 months. There's never a dull moment with Annie. She's always bringing some activity, he said. 
Yeah, he's sleeping with a doll. Yeah. <laughs> she has two demons that are attached to her, and they help bring forward spirits and activity on the night. Her lights were going off at hideout, so I think it was children that were trying to play with her because they liked dolls. After going through footage from the evening, Matt says he caught what he thinks is a woman screaming. You can clearly hear it. The noise is really loud. Right, okay. But it can't be that loud if you can't initially hear it. But I'm just being a bastard here, aren't I? So we think it's either a scream or somebody whistling to make us go downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, skip. Hey, hey, boy. <laughs> I am surprised at how sceptical you are after your uncle's house, I might I add. That's but please true. don't tell that story yeah. again. No, you're right. I am being very sceptical. But it's just uh, yeah, maybe I should be more believing actually. But anyway, so we think it's either a scream or somebody whistling to make us go downstairs. The noise was caught in the flat upstairs above the bar which has been abandoned it's such an eerie place i enter every premises as a skeptic i won't believe it until i've actually seen or heard something so for me when i hear something like that it's brilliant it's something you can't hear with your ears so when we're doing the investigations we're oblivious to the sounds at the time it's only when you hear the recording back that you can make out the noise. Ah, there you go. He explained himself, see? He did. So you're right. You you, you told me off, but you were correct. Now, what yeah. I was going to say on this is, because I, I know I've been like skeptical and taking the mickey, but I do have a belief in this stuff. And what he's saying is like, yeah. they do is an EVP, electro voice, uh, ghostly projection stuff. So it's all to do with static electricity and frequencies. The frequencies are too high for our ears to pick up, but a microphone can because it can pick up all frequencies. During the investigation, Matt claims he also made contact with through a Ouija board. Uh-oh, <laughs> don't tell the guy, <laughs> don't tell the Poundland-hating guy. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> when stories cross over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so using the Ouija board, he made contact with a man called Luther Jones, who claimed to be a cobbler from the 1850s. Before the hideout was there, he used to be a cobbler's. We had it confirmed after the investigation this person did actually exist. We searched the archive records and searched people who lived in the area. He told us he lives in the building and thinks he still works there. According to the archives, he lived on the high street and died at the workhouse. I'm not sure where that was, but we do know he did exist. He added, we also found out there's a six-year-old boy who lives here with his mum and dad. Because the little boy was so young, he couldn't spell, so all he could give us was his age, which was six. We asked him if his mum and dad were here with him, and he moved the planchette, uh, sorry, planchette on the Ouija board to yes. Because of the spelling issue, we couldn't get much more from the little boy. And that's oh, where I thought you were going to say, and, and, sorry, just quickly, I thought you were going to say that from the spelling issue, we couldn't work out if he couldn't spell no. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. And strangely, that is literally the end of the article. So someone's dropped. Uh, Someone draws these articles to like the most sudden end. I know it's it's, it's so anticlimactic. 
<laughs> so anticlimactic, isn't it? Because it's just like you feel like there's going to be more to the story and then it's like, huh, it's I'm, finished. I think the mirror must be like paying by the word <laughs> to these stories. Yeah, I think so. Right, good off point, guys. But there's more story. Nope, good off point. <laughs> but, or there's the case that maybe we have to start paying for the mirror and the uh, Metro subscriptions, but we're never going to do that. So we'll just have the cut off stories. Chance. <laughs> <laughs> Not with all their spelling mistakes. Yeah, never. No. Now they should be paying me to read this shit. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sponsored by the Daily Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear so again that sounds like a fun thing though and Wrexham's not far away from my North Wales family so maybe maybe I'll be able to head up there one day That when well, they're not in lockdown because all of Wales is in lockdown at the moment isn't it so yeah, but interesting just as a side note mm. just as a, a little thing for you Salty Tadpoles as one of our possible future guests uh, they too have had experiences with using Ouija boards so that could be one that we could hear about in the future oh maybe mm. that would be that would be quite interesting to hear so watch this space mm. Mm. okay so moving on because one of my batteries has only got 38 percent left so i might have to hurry up a little bit more a now. spooky battery <laughs> a spooky battery <laughs> okay so my next story is amazon removes distasteful coronavirus halloween masks from sale <laughs> they're really ugly and horrible that's so gross <laughs> oh god <laughs> halloween masks made to look like covid19 virus have been pulled from sales after complaints they made light of the killer disease the masks in a bright green and red with grinning faces had been advertised on amazon for 14.59 they were listed for sale from china <laughs> yeah, of course. With the title Corona Halloween Mask and the Corona Latex Horror Mask. The firm selling it was listed as YTFUEU. Do you think that's a big FU to the EU there? Yeah, I've got to be honest. It does sound like a bit of a practical joke name. Yeah. Rachel Power, the cheap, 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 the cheap. chief, <laughs> the cheap, <laughs> the cheap, cheap, <laughs> the chief executive of the Patients Association told The Sun, these masks show a terrible lapse of ju uh, judgment by the manufacturers and sellers and I hope it will be removed from sale quickly. I've no doubt that the great majority of people will find them hugely distasteful and I can't imagine that people would wish to wear one. <laughs> you wait, Halloween night, they're going to be like loads of these out on the streets. <laughs> people are really sick so yeah, trust me. <laughs> yeah, well you know they've done a lot of worse haven't they so... <laughs> The coronavirus pandemic has now killed more than a million people worldwide, causing countries to go into lockdown, leading to strict quarantine rules. A spokesman for Amazon said, All sellers must follow our selling guidelines, and those who do not will be subject to action, including potential removal of their account. 
we are removing this product the end <laughs> i don't know if you can see the masks james i don't know if you clicked on the article to see them at all but I they are pretty great wanted the surprise from of listening to your to you telling the story so I will uh, see okay there we go they're pretty gross but they are quite funny at the same time as well (laughs) okay that's just weird it is weird isn't it (laughs) yeah it's a bit unnerving i mean i know it's been through but it's quite unnerving at the same time yeah are they saying that when uh when you get coronavirus you get big boils all over your face well I think I was going to take a guess. They've just taken a mask that was probably something else, probably like Jack Skellington, and uh, stuck stuff on it, basically. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and made the smile a little bit more creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't think there's much to talk about with that one, really. No, I don't think. I just, just want to reassure my little Amazon buddy in the corner that I think Amazon are brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes <laughs> yes what does um what is it siri what does siri alexa. have to say about it alexa uh, i apologize well, he has responded because she was lit up hello alexa said yeah. <laughs> cheery over to me <laughs> <laughs> oh we should make the most of alexa one day and we should ask her questions <laughs> well, i can do that yeah it's one of the fact yeah. that she's just lit up so she obviously was listening <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got loads of Halloween masks now being yeah. ordered. Whether <laughs> <laughs> I like it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Your credit card's been billed already. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Bezos over there going yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so your last but not least story, please, James. Oh God, this doesn't look. Yeah, this is a bit creepy. Right, so. Settle in salty tadpoles. So, and if you've got children, settle in and get a little bit unnerved. So, a dad moves his daughter out of her room after chilling discovering the baby monitor at night. The dad said he couldn't spot the orb when he was in the room, but it appeared on the night vision equipped baby monitor. He tried to blow it away, but it wouldn't sway. Wasn't a way he could do that, but never mind. <laughs> I think maybe he thought it might have been dust on the screen or something. <laughs> a new dad was left freaked out when he and his wife noticed an eerie orb circling around their newborn daughter's crib at night. A Reddit user, AVSK117, posted the clip onto the ghost subreddit, which has odd received dozens of upvotes. The night vision-equipped camera reveals a ghost-like object floating in the air above the baby. It is seen going slowly around in a circular motion around the crib. The user called it a spirit orb and wrote in the post, We both got very paranoid and ended up taking our daughter out. The orb remained circling the crib for about five more minutes, then disappeared for the rest of the night. Again, we give you theatre of the mind here for the salty tab bowls, but it just looks like a, to me, like some sort of weird digit thing that had gone wrong. What makes it even spookier is when he tried to catch the orb on his phone, it did not appear on his camera. He added in the comments, well, the baby monitor was captured on night vision mode. I tried picking, recording it with my iPhone, but it didn't pick up anything. I was blowing in basically every direction of the crib since I was following its path on the monitor. With how much movement I made in the air, there's no way it could have stayed the same speed and location. 
viewers tried to debunk the clip as some said it could be just a bug or dust. Um, interesting. But the father denied it and said it wouldn't change directions and matter how, uh, how he tried to make it go away. Some said it could be a spirit orb. It's not harmful to humans. If this is a legitimate orb, one said, it's just a caring loved one that has passed on. Nothing bad, I wouldn't be afraid. Another viewer, who seemed to have similar experience before, wrote, We used to have orbs in my daughter's room all the time. I could see through the monitor. We found they around more when she was sick. Uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> another anticlimactic article from the <laughs> Star. Okay. <laughs> Thumbs up, guys. You're right. He's superb as ever. <laughs> I think I want to agree with the people who said that it's um, a family member, a passed on family member or a yeah. loved one. Yeah. And it's because uh, I, I like to believe that, you know, like it's probably just the either the grandparents or the parent of, you know, well, it would have been the child's grandparents because I don't know their situation. But, you know, somebody coming in just to say hello to the newborn, you know. That would be nice, yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. I think it's nice to end on a happier, well, in your case, a happier story. Yeah. Mine's a funny story. But, yeah, I think it's just a, a loved one mm -hmm. wanted to come in and say hello to the little one. So. Well, I mean, again, I know you're like laughing at me on the sceptical stuff earlier, but thinking about stuff that my grandma had once said about, you know, family members that have passed on making themselves aware. So, yeah, it's certainly yeah. a possibility. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Right. Are we all ready for the last story of the day or I, evening? I, I don't think we'll ever be ready for this one, but, you know. <laughs> the story that triggered the mind of one Gemma Williams when she was thinking, what should we do for our Halloween episode? James had never heard this story before, mm. and Gemma was shocked. <laughs> so, salty tadpoles, are you sitting comfortably? I shall begin. Woman trapped in a window, trying to retrieve poo after Tinder date. <laughs> No one can see me, I'm just shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> and this was the most popular story in 2017, which is uh, when the article was dated, which is why I'm very shocked that James didn't know this story. To be fair, I feel like that Batman meme. I don't want <laughs> shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> well, he can say that no more because he now is going to find out of this story. Yes. All right, you ready? A woman who threw her poo out of her date's toilet window because it wouldn't flush <laughs> had to be rescued after she got stuck trying to retrieve it. Oh, God. <laughs> the amateur gymnast was on a first date with Bristol student Liam Smith when she panicked and threw the faeces out of the window. It did not land in the garden but became wedged between two non-opening windows. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably the, like the moans at the, uh, <laughs> the car place. Oh. Yeah, probably. 
<laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> after climbing in head first after it, she became wedged. Mr. Smith had to call the fire service to help. The story appeared on a crowdfunding page set up by the University of Bristol student. So that's by Liam Smith. Mr. Smith, who was raising funds to fix his broken window, wrote that he was on a Tinder date with a woman and they went back to the shared house where he lives in. Uh, Bristol. 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 Hold on. <clears throat> Let me just get into it. Bristol. Bristol. We dad a love. Uh, no, I don't. I can. Do, I can do a Bristol accent. So I'm just trying to work it. All right Here there. <laughs> oh, that's not quite it. <laughs> Is that it? I didn't know people from Bristol. From, but I need to hear uh, the accent. Bristol. So. Bristol. We dad a lovely evening. Yes. Oh, is that? No, that's, that's more pretty my good. Accent. Yeah. That's not bad. That's, more... that's too bad. Okay. Well, that was almost my accent, though. Okay. You were. All right there, my lover. All right. <laughs> <laughs> my friends in Bristol killed me, so I give in. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, I'm sure it'll come through a lot better halfway through. Yeah. We dad a lovely evening. Uh, no, that didn't even sound different, did it? <laughs> Just, <laughs> we'll have to give up on the accent on this one and just hear that I was going to say lovely story but that's so not right <laughs> definitely not who are <laughs> we'd had a lovely nice evening he said we'd had a meal at a well known chicken restaurant well, <laughs> we know that KFC didn't they yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tell you what a guy. He knows how to wine and dine his ladies. Go on. Yeah. Had a few beers and then gone back to mine for a bottle of wine and a film. He said the woman went to the toilet and when she came back, she had a panicked look in her eye and told him what she had done. <laughs> he said that the toilet window opened into a narrow gap separated by another double glazed window. Okay, yeah. It was into his twilight zone that his date had thrown her poo, he said. <laughs> he went to find a hammer to smash the window, but she decided to climb in headfirst after the offending package and became jammed. I was starting to grow concerned, so I called the fire brigade and once they had composed themselves yeah. <laughs> they set to work removing her from the window <laughs> although the woman was rescued unharmed mr smith said his bathroom window was destroyed in more ways than one <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm not complaining they did what they had to do he said problem is I've been quoted north of £300 to replace the window. And as a postgraduate student, that is a significant chunk of my monthly budget. Mr. Smith originally set a crowdfunding target of £200, but he has already raised more than £1,200. So he'll be spending it on beer, I'm sure. <laughs> I was going to say, if it, if it, I mean, it would probably no longer assume, but if you wanted to say, get that £300, quid, stop buying alcohol drugs and shit chicken yeah well yeah but at least he's made some stories isn't he <laughs> yeah that's true gotta take my hat off to him yeah <laughs> he said he and his date had decided to split the extra cash between the two charities one supporting firefighters and the other 
that builds and maintains flushing toilets in developing countries. <laughs> oh, that's really cute. Yeah. You know, we were very judgmental, so they've done £500 for two, you know, for the two. Unsurprisingly, the woman does not want to be named, but <coughs> Mr. Smith said he had seen her since, and who knows what the future holds. We had a lovely night on the second date, but it's too early to say if she's the one. But we got on very well, and she's a lovely girl, he said. And we've already got the most difficult stuff out of the way first. <laughs> mm. Avon Fire and Rescue Service confirmed it had received a call and freed a woman trapped between external and double glazing. <laughs> it was also confirmed that the window was broken in the process. So, you know, to confirm the fact that he's not trying to rip them off and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they can't probably use the real quote that the fire rescue people say, which was, we respond to the uh, the situation, our first comment was, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Or they pissed themselves yeah. fun <laughs> laughing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so aren't you glad that you waited to hear that story, James? <laughs> I am. I mean, I found it interesting that he says that she's unsure that if she's the one, I will definitely say that she's the number two. <laughs> well, it doesn't get much better than that, Salty Tadpole. So, <laughs> do you think that we should put this fire out before we actually leave? Uh, I don't know. I think we should just let it burn out. I think it's so lovely and warm, you know. Yeah, the animals can enjoy it. I might just put, just might put a little bit of dirt over it a moment. Uh -oh. I've just burnt my arm, James. Yeah. Burnt your arm, but I, I, I think you might have dropped like a, a rabbit on it or something. It's a cat, actually. Well, you're hard to tell in these this, this semi-darkness. Yeah, yeah. Who turned out the light? It's so dark. It's so dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope, salty tadpoles, that you have all been either super terrified or super super happy with this episode and um, i hope you have enjoyed i think that this is a good way to end the episode so james i have been ghoulishly jammer yes my mistress yes and i have been james <laughs> yes you are like renfeld <laughs> it was Renfield, wasn't it? <laughs> I think that was Dracula. But on that bombshell. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Well, we had to put a bomb on the fire. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone. Have a good one, guys and ghouls. <laughs> ghouls and ghouls. <laughs> 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 <laughs>